You're listening to Tech Central's Cars and Gadgets, the podcast that looks at the latest gizmos from smartphones to cars, yes, cars, and everything in between. I'm Duncan McLeod, and I'm here with Nafisa Akabor. Welcome, Nafisa. Thanks, Duncan. So we're doing something a little different today. We are currently sitting in a BMW i8 Coupe at um, BMW's head office in Midrand in Johannesburg in a solar carport, and the car has just been juiced up with uh, sun energy. And we're about to take this car out for a spin, um, but uh, it's all pretty exciting, right? Um, and if you saw what uh, this car has just been introduced, right? Yeah, actually, it came out just maybe two months ago, the updated version of the BMW i8. So it's not a whole revamp. The initial one was released in 2015, and this is an updated model. So it's new styling and, and that sort of thing. But of course, they've also introduced a new Roadster, um, which uh, which looks very sexy indeed. We're not driving that today. We're driving the the new coupe. Um, but this is a, it's a hybrid, right? It's not. It is all electric. It does drive on all electric, but it also has a 1.5 liter petrol engine. Yes, that's right. It's a plug-in hybrid sports car, like the first of its kind, I think, in South Africa. Oh, well, the only plug-in sports hybrid car available in South Africa. Um, yeah, so there's obviously petrol engine and an elect- a full electric mode, which you can do up to 50 kilometers, if I'm not mistaken. 50 k's. Okay, so that's not very far for for an electric uh, electric engine. I think the Teslas go hundreds of kilometers before they need to recharge. Yes, that's right. But we have to remember this is a hybrid. And as you're driving, it does regenerate. So if you use up your full 50 k's, when you're driving, you can just uh, power it back up. Just carries on and then it's, um, and, and, um, it uses, it uses regenerative, regenerative energy. So when you brake, it, it um, tops up the battery. And I presume it also tops up the battery when it's using the petrol engine. Yes, as far as I understand, it does do that while you're driving. It's similar to the Nissan Leaf, obviously, with the yeah. regenerative braking. So it's a very sexy looking car. We've got a black model here. Um, it's a little ungracious getting into the vehicle. It's a quite a sort of clamber into the vehicle, but once you're in, it's very, very, very comfortable. Um, and uh, we're going to get this thing started up. Um, Nafisa, have you started the engine? I can't tell. I actually did, but we're gonna, we'll switch it off and put it back on so you can hear for yourself. Yeah. Not, not technically an engine, right? It's an electric motor. Um, but um, let's start it up. All right, the car's on. Silent. Okay, well, let's take it out of here and see what it does. Okay, we're good to go? We're good to go. Hmm. You're quite a natural at this. We're in drive mode. This is an automatic. Yeah. And off we go. What a smooth ride. We're pulling out of the solar garage in Midrand. So this car um, retails for a 2.1 million rand base cost, um, which is rather pricey. But if you want the Roadster, you're going to have to fork out 2.4 million. And um, off we go. Wow, this is really smooth. Very, very smooth. So we're just having a look inside the, the cabin here. The front seats are very comfortable, but if, uh, if I look behind me, it's uh, there are two seats behind us, but... Um, I think uh, unless you're uh, three years old, you're not really going to fit in there. They're very small. Yeah, so the the Roadster has only two seats and the coupe that we're in has, it's a four-seater. They call it a two plus two. But if, yeah, if you look behind, it's it's really only to put your luggage or your bag or a very small child. But then too, it's not really safe to put a child without a car seat. So I think it's not really useful for an adult. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit impractical. Um, 
bit of luggage back there and that's about it and the boot, boot space is also very tiny I put my camera and recording gear in the boot just before we started driving and um, it's not a big bag and it was the only thing that would fit in there uh, yeah and also the cable that comes with the car it sits in the boot so that's taking up half your boot space essentially one cable half the boot taken So we're driving through the, um, the back end of, of Midrand here, near Grand Central Airport. We're looking for some open road. There's a lot of traffic around us. We're looking for some, we're looking for some uh, straight road without traffic to see what this electric motor can do. So uh, we're driving all on electric right now. It says on the, on the heads-up display E-Drive. Um, and uh, I presume it'll just kick automatically over to the petrol engine if it needs to. Yeah, as far as I know, it goes up at a certain kilometer, but it's on currently on the comfort mode on wood e-drive. It's one of the five driving modes on the car. So it, it's telling me right now that on the battery mode, I, uh, I have 26 kilometers left on my range. Only 26, wow, okay. So we could, we could be in petrol mode quite soon. Yeah, plus we have the air conditioner on and, you know, and plus I have to say that I am not really good at driving very efficiently. Although at its most efficient, this car can do 2.2 liters per 100 kilometers. Wow, that's amazing. Right, we're, we're pedal to the metal. Okay, I, f I heard the petrol engine kick in there. That was the petrol engine, right? Yeah. yeah. So it really is a hybrid more than an all-electric, this vehicle. That, that was powerful. That was nice. Was it, Did you have that f your foot f flat there? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay, we are turning a few heads here as we drive through the back end of Midrand. Um, a couple of pedestrians staring at us. Yeah, and when I drove, drove this car at the launch, I actually had my sunglasses on and I thought to myself, if I didn't have it, how would I have shielded myself from all the glares? It was actually too much for me. Like, personally, I don't think I could drive this car every day. It just, it just gets too much attention. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to um, not, not worry about people looking at you if you drive this. I remember even driving the... I had BMW sent me the i3 to drive um, last year sometime and just driving that around town, and it's not as nearly as flashy as this car, and it turned heads. Yeah, and it also tells you what type of person would buy this car. Like, you have to be um, willing to put up with all the attention. I mean, it is a flashy car. That's like a given wherever you go with this car. And, and that new e-copper, as they call it, the color. If you're driving that car around, <laughs> everyone's just going to be staring at you. Yeah, you, uh, you, drive, you, you buy this car because you want to get noticed though, right? Yeah, I mean, and if you have the money. And I think this is definitely not a car that's going to be your only car. It's definitely like a secondary or like multiple cars that you would own. Yeah. So you've, you've got the, the, the Porsche in the garage and... Uh, you have this one for a bit of fun on weekends. Yeah, and I'm assuming also it's more targeted to like the early adopters. Definitely towards the early adopters and uh, a tech-savvy audience, I would, I would imagine, looking at all these knobs and dials on this dashboard. Um, nice little heads-up display. It's quite a, quite a clean um, cockpit, isn't it, though? It's not, uh, there's nothing too flashy here. It's got a little um, pop-up monitor here with the GPS on it, and you've got a nice little speedometer, which is a screen in front of you, um, giving you some basic information. Yeah, it's got an electric dashboard, which I quite like, and I think it should be customizable as well, and you can change the colors around and play with it a bit, and the head-up display obviously is always useful. For sure. So the central knob here, I presume, in, in, in between, between the seats here is for controlling the, the on-screen on, on display and... Um, Etc. Yeah, because I think you shouldn't confuse the screen. It's not a touch screen. <laughs> I've made this mistake before. That's why the, the knob is here. It's for you to navigate your way around. 
yeah, they've, I mean, this is this knob is quite commonplace in in BMW vehicles. Um, they don't generally do touchscreens. Yeah, I just drove a Mercedes recently, and it was touchscreen, and it had the the touchpad, so it was a bit confusing. It can be overwhelming. All right, we're going to hop onto the N1 highway now, which hopefully is not too busy, and um, and uh, we'll, we'll put the foot down again and see what we can what we can do. We will keep within speed limits, of course. Uh, what's the top speed on this? So it's a. Uh, 250 kilometers an hour, which, as far as I'm aware, it's electronically uh, t- governed. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I think all BMWs top out at 250. Um, I don't know if you can remove that governor. Oh, there's always a way to hack, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we are at Olifansfontein Road, uh, and we are about to jump on the highway. Oh, we just got a warning message: never rely solely on camera system. I think maybe the truck that was driving in front of us came too close. Okay. Yeah, the cameras all around this car. The cameras on the um, on the uh, wing mirrors, um, rear behind the car. It's a pretty pretty advanced piece of technology. Where else? Yeah, there's um, a camera in front as well. Okay. Tour de Madrid. And the traffic is hell. Should we try and take it to the Kyle Army racetrack and see if we can get in there? I think so. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Are you allowed to drive? Are you allowed to just take your car into the Kailami racetrack? I'm actually not sure. Um, we can always go and see if they're going to let an I-8 in. They might do. They might do. And try our luck. So Nafisa, how practical is it to actually own one of these cars in South Africa? I know in, in Europe and, and North America, there are charging stations just about everywhere you go. But in South Africa, the, the charging network is very limited, right? It is limited, but I must say that because this car comes with its own charging cable, you actually can charge it at home in your house. But uh, BMW has said that the Charge Now car that comes with every single BMW i car, it's actually free in South Africa. So South Africans don't have to pay the cost. If you're charging this car at a public charging station or a dealership or um, a shopping center that has the proper charging facility, you're actually not going to pay for it. So, I mean, sure, this car is very expensive to begin with, but uh, that cost is currently covered by BMW South Africa. Okay, that's nice. That's nice, but the number of de- number of uh, places where you can charge is very limited. I believe it's in, in the region of about uh, fifty or sixty around the country. At i dealerships, it's um, BMW dealers that sell uh, i model vehicles. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there is a need to roll out this uh, infrastructure more more broadly. You really are going to be charging this vehicle if you buy one at home. Yeah, there's also something called the 360-degree electric package that comes with these iCars, and there's an option to get a wall box installed. From my understanding is somebody at BMW i would come and install this wall box to either your office or your car, your garage, wherever, at home. And yeah, you can charge it uh, quicker than you would with the standard cable that's actually provided. So I presume that uses DC power like uh, they use it at the fast charging stations around the country. Yes, that's correct. And also speaking about the DC chargers, there's apparently only four currently in South Africa, Durban, Cape Town, Johannesburg and Pretoria. Wow. So if you're not near one of those uh, charging point ports, you, uh, you really are going to be charging, charging this unit at home. And I'd imagine it's, um, you're going to leave this in, thing plugged in pretty much overnight on AC power. But um, I understand that on, at the DC fast charging stations, uh, you can get 80% uh, battery in 30 minutes. Yes, that's right. And if you don't have it, it's like two and a half hours of your time <laughs> that you're going to be sitting and waiting for it to charge up to 80%. Which isn't an issue if it's parked in your garage overnight, because um, you don't really care how long it takes. But, uh, uh, but, but if, you're, if your battery's flat and uh, you're uh, in a hurry, you really, uh, you really don't want to have to sit around for two and a half hours. 
No, or you could just rely on the petrol engine, but at the same time, you can plan your meetings around the times and just charge your car at uh, wherever you're going to next. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's, um, it, it is a bit impractical in South Africa, and maybe the hybrid model makes more sense until the, the charging stations have been rolled out more adequately. Um, I, I must say, if I was in the market for an electric vehicle, I probably wouldn't get an all-electric car at this point. I'd probably wait a few years to wait for the charging network infrastructure to be rolled out more commonly. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, I, would, I am considering an electric car for my next car, but I'm fully aware that I need to wait like... Uh, several years for that also because we were waiting for the costs to come down it's unnecessarily high at the moment what uh, what models uh, have you have uh, piqued your interest <laughs> that's not a fair question okay i have seen the, an electric mini and since i drive a mini i'd be open to driving an electric mini electric mini wow i didn't even know that was coming well i'm hoping it's coming to south africa i'm sure it'll get you eventually I mean, BMW doesn't sell a heck of a lot, heck of, a lot of these vehicles. Um, you know, I think the, the the total number of roadsters they're expecting uh, to sell this year is, is uh, something in less than a hundred, quite le- quite a lot less than a hundred. Um, but they do seem quite committed to uh, actually having the brand, the iBrand, here in South Africa, despite the lack of supported infrastructure. Yeah, but I do feel they have done quite a bit in terms of rolling out the charging stations. I mean, the 57 around the country, if I'm not mistaken, it's the most that we have from any. Like, it's more than what Nissan has. Yeah, that's a uh, fair point, fair point. I love the power you get from, from an electric motor. It's just so different to a petrol engine. Like, it's just, you put the foot down, your foot down and the power is there instantly, right? Yeah, it's very cool, especially uh, when you're taking off. So this car can apparently do <laughs> the 0 to 100 in 4.4 seconds in the scoupé. If you've got the Roadster, you can do it in 4.6 seconds. You know, if those 0.2 seconds matter. <laughs> yeah, I suppose they do. Um, we're going to have to try test that claim in a minute. You do know that. Absolutely, that's where we're headed, right? <laughs> Kyle Army, here we come. I really do hope they let us in there. <laughs> it's also one of the reasons I switched the car to the Eco Pro Boost mode just so that we can um, drive efficiently, I suppose. <laughs> I didn't even notice a difference in the performance as you were coming off the Allendale off-ramp there. You were, uh, there was significant power you were putting in, uh, uh, into the vehicle. Yeah, also this whole e-drive system is very smart and clever and it, it adjusts accordingly and it gives you power when you need it, that kind of thing. Right, we are now parked at a robot next to a Porsche Panamera. So, um, are we having a drag race? <laughs> No, not really. We're responsible people, right? Absolutely. And also, did you just see the JMPD car that rolled up? I hadn't, but I just noticed him. Hello, Mr. Policeman. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they uh, pull us over just randomly, because if you drive this car, this tend to, it tends to happen. They just want to have a quick peek and see what's happening and who you are, why you got this car. Yeah, so we may have an interview with the police shortly. He doesn't look that interested. So this is a new version of the of the coupe, the i8 coupe. Um, what what, uh, what are some of the main differences? Um, I believe the battery's been improved. Yeah. So the previous one was 20 amp hours, and this is currently 34. And the difference is, um, it used to be able to do around 30 kilometers, and now it can do 50 kilometers in range in full electric mode. So I presume something like a, a Tesla has has a much bigger battery in it than this car. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it can do what four four fifty five hundred kilometers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And that just comes down to the size of the battery, I suppose. Yeah, and this being a plug-in hybrid, I mean, it doesn't really need that big a battery. All right, we are arriving at the Kyle Army racetrack. Nigel Mansell is in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we get in, I suppose. <laughs> I strongly suspect they're not going to let us on the racetrack. Yeah, I think so, but let's, let's just see. 
How good are you? How good are you at smooth talking security people? <laughs> I'm actually not good at all that kind of thing. I'm a submitter. I'm just be like, I need to be here. Just let us go, please. This is what we need to do. Well, let's try that strategy. Oh, this does not look good. <laughs> we have been met with a large gate and two security guards. Hello, morning. Hi, I'm good and you? Yes. We just want to take the car around for a bit. We testing this car with John with. And we just uh, visiting briefly just to uh, on the open space. Uh just 10 minutes. Have you booked? No. Oh, do we have to book? Yes, we have to book. We just recording here. It's just like quick 10 minutes. No. No. No, they're going to allow that. Oh. Oh. No, no such like there then. Okay, no. Do you want to uh, drive for a bit? Um Sure. Okay. Do you want to do the We'll do we'll do a switch. So I'm going to drive for a little bit and uh, Nafisa is going to do the interviewing. So I'm just looking at the um I'm just looking at the the gear lever here. And it's got R uh, R N and D and then it's got oh, that must go to the left and then we put it in sports mode. Right. Now we're talking. <laughs> Now some time for some fun. Have we had this in sports mode yet? No, we have not. Um it was very difficult when we were coming out from Madrid. <laughs> traffic but um, you can go in the opposite direction now sure there's, there's not much to see around the vehicle eh? the windows are so small at the rear and, and on the sides not great visibility so i think you have to rely on those cameras especially when you're reversing oh my word that's amazing that is amazing <laughs> well then that's some first impression for you right this is the first time you've actually driven this car sports plus mode this is the mode right uh, just make sure there's no pedestrians oh there is a large concrete mixer in front of us not great wow that was powerful <laughs> we need a we need some open road um driving around vorna valley we're not exactly going to find much of that um just wondering we, where we can go we could we go, go back, back onto the highway Back onto the highway that's an idea. In fact, we do need to go back onto the highway to get back to BMW. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> Via Pretoria. <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly the battery has been on 14 to 13 kilometers. It's just you, you can see it's kind of regenerating. I um it's too soon for you to say but um I'm actually curious about what it's going to be like by the time we're done. Maybe it's constantly charging. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. Um so maybe you could uh If you drive it very sensibly maybe you could uh, get get a decent mileage out of it. Oh, I just see now you've added one extra kilometer. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a challenge. It's like playing a video game, right? Yeah, I think so. And uh yeah, but in terms of driving efficiently, I I do struggle with that. It seems to have a petrol mode on all the time when you're in the sports plus mode. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, um you can toggle between the comfort code for it to be full electric as far as i know i could be mistaken because there are five driving modes wow this thing is absolutely insane to to borrow a, a, a phrase from uh, from a tesla it's ludicrous <laughs> <laughs> it's just that there's no ludicrous mode right that <laughs> <laughs> uh, concrete truck is actually moving quite quickly for a concrete truck Wow, I can't believe the development around this area. Waterfall in in Midrand. It's unbelievable. This was open felt 5 years ago and it's just buildings as far as the eye can see. 
it's crazy though because I've been living in Sunning Hill for quite a while now and uh, it's just every time I drive somewhere there's something new cropping up and new businesses, new complexes, schools, that kind of thing. And you can just imagine what it's going to look like in five years or even less than five years. I see it's got flappy, flappy paddle gear levers here. I wonder what those are for, non automatic. Yeah, if you want to get into the manual sport mode. Manual you sport can, mode? Uh, no, well, 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 <laughs> sort of to control it. The pedals are generally if you want to, you know, control the gears. M3. Woo! Yo! This thing is, uh, it sounds angry. It sounds very, very angry. <laughs> M2, M3. I'm Speaking not quite sure what I'm doing. M4, M4. You're now in fourth gear. Okay, so it's, uh, okay. Woo, right. I better stop as a robot. Although I'd like to point out at this stage that it's now on 16 kilometers, the electric motor. I, I, I don't quite understand this since I've sort of been driving stop-start here. The regenerative bits is actually built into the various modes, so it just depends how, you dri how you're driving and um, when it chooses to charge the battery. It's a beautiful sound, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Midrand is not the ideal place to uh, test drive a sports car of this caliber. No, unfortunately not. I feel like it's being wasted in this area. Like, I mean, <laughs> we want people to look at us, do we? <laughs> Don't we? All uh, right, I better be sensible. There are more traffic police ahead. Is it safe to say this was better than what you expected from this car? Because I know you do love your electric cars as well. It's very, very impressive. Um, it's very impressive indeed. I'm not, I'm not sure it's worth the, quite worth the price tag, but... Um, and I, and I still haven't put my foot down yet properly in sports mode, which is what I'm waiting to do. Um, and I think that once I've done that, I'll be able to make a proper judgment call. But it's beautiful, beautiful car, beautiful ride, very showy. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's a mean car. It's, it's beautiful. Does this car have any um, direct competition? In South Africa, I don't think so. As far as I'm aware, this is the only plug-in sports hybrid. Yeah. So I mean, if anyone, if this caught your attention and if you were thinking of buying it, then I suppose if you have the money, then you should because what are your other options? Can I turn off here? Um, no, I don't think you can. No, I think I can. I'm a BMW driver. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> okay. I think we're good to go. I think we're good to go. Let's do this. Yeehaw! My word, that's incredible. That is incredible. Wow. 50 k's an hour. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> You're welcome to try. I can hop out. And <laughs> that was unbelievable. I think that claim of, um, of zero, uh, 0 to 100 in 4.4 seconds is quite accurate. That's insane. Ludicrous. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so in terms of output, um, combined both the motors gives you 275 kilowatts uh, if I'm not mistaken 105 is from the electric motor and 170 is from the petrol strap yourself in Gee whiz. we went to 100 k's there and just like that yeah probably in four seconds you can do it again though <laughs> <laughs> um, should we go around the block again I think so 
All right, we've gone around the block and we are doing this again. Time for round two. 100. <laughs> yeah, that 4.4 second is definitely believable, of course. The power in this thing is absolutely spectacular. Absolutely amazing. And all this driving around you've been doing in sport mode, we've now managed to get 27 kilometers. And yet I was driving it on eco and it, it didn't actually get that much. Yeah, because it was draining the battery because it wasn't using the petrol engine, I guess. So we've uh, just arrived back at BMW's head office in, uh, in Midrand. Nefisa, what are your thoughts? I love this car. I love driving it. But I only like doing it for a brief moment on test. I don't think it's a car I can drive every day, but it is very impressive in what it does. And of course, there's the money factor. There is a money factor indeed, but uh, if, if I could afford it, I could think I could see myself driving this car every day. Uh, um, I, yeah, it's a very nice everyday car. The only problem with this car is getting in and out of it. It's quite clumsy. <laughs> oh, really? Because I, I don't know. I'm, I just feel the whole attention thing might be too much for me. I don't think I could deal with that every day. No, you make a good point. You make a good point. But yeah, this is the coupe and it goes for 2.1 million, just under, before you buy any extras. And the Roadster is 2.4 million. Before you buy any extras, yeah. So basically for the price of a reasonable house, you can get yourself a very nice hybrid sports car from BMW. And uh, no doubt people will be buying them. <laughs> um, so we parked in front of the charging station. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about that, Nafisa? Yeah, so uh, this public charging station currently in Midrand is free for the public to use. Um, it's actually open 24 hours. They can come in here and charge their car. This is a, at no cost to them. So they would get a charge now card that comes with the car and bring it in here and charge their car. Alternately, they can use the cable that's provided with the car and charge it at home. But then obviously that you'd be paying for your own electricity. So yeah, I mean, if you're in the area driving by, you need a quick charge, this is where you'd come. And another option is to get a wall box, which I understand I think could be paid for separately and BMW would come and install that either at your garage or your home or your office, wherever you want, and it charges twice as fast. Well, it was quite an experience. I'm looking forward to the next one. You've been listening to the Cars and Gadgets podcast with Nafisa Akabo and myself, Duncan McLeod. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again soon. Cheers for now.